Yo, what's going on? Uh, this is Akees, one of the hosts of Columbus Can't Wait. Um, before we get to the show, I just wanted to make a really quick announcement. Um, we have been nominated for a Columbus Podcast Award in the category of Society and Culture. So first and foremost, on behalf of myself and Taria, thank you to whoever nominated us. Um, we appreciate all the support and the love that we get from everybody that listens to our podcast every week. Um, and if you are enjoying the show, if you're listening to it, um, go ahead and give us a vote. And go to ColumbusPodcastAwards.com. Go over to Podcast Categories. We're in the Society and Culture section. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and give us a vote. If you support this podcast, you can vote once a day, I believe, all the way up until voting is done. Um, and again, if you were the one that nominated us, we really appreciate you. And we appreciate everybody that's listening to it. And with that being said, we're going to get into this week's episode. Yo, this is Akis. And this is Taria. And you're listening to Columbus Can't Wait. Either do politics. Our politics do you. It's super exciting to be back in the Dreamcatchers recording studio. I love it here. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's super homey. And I feel like when our guests come in, they feel welcome. And it's a great space. Professional. The engineers are amazing. So, you know, it's crazy that you say that because every time after we're done recording, I always get a text like, yo, that space was incredible. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. So. Hey, presentation is key and they do a great job. So if you're looking to record something, audio books, music, your, your album, podcast, podcast, anything that can be recorded, you can do it at the Dreamcatchers Recording Studio. Facts. Man, I've been looking forward to this episode for a very long time. If I can actually, if I could speak about you for a second and everything, because like I talk about you all the time, but I don't really get a chance to give you your flowers. You feel me? And so I'm going to right now. Um, I remember like, well, one, I think I told you this. Kamal is one of my oldest friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were Esquires together, Alpha Esquires together. And um, I was just thinking about it like two, three years ago when I first found out that he was coming back to Columbus. I was like, uh, see, y'all niggas thought that I was out here doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, nah, like the real king is on his way back to the city and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't even know what your plans was when you came back here. You're just like, I'm moving back to Columbus, yada, yada, yada. And then um, when we were putting together this season, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, this season and last when we talk about black spaces, it's like it's perfect because the vision that you've been putting together for the Citadel mm-hmm. is just um, really, really like powerful. Um, in terms of what we're trying to get back to the city and the type of space that you're trying to create and everything with it. So um, very, very humble and grateful for you being here. Um, I remember in my Facebook memories, they'd be like popping up with yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I, I saw, I had made a status back in like 2013, 14, maybe 15. Okay. And it said, I can't vibe with you if you're not always thinking about how you want to change the world around you. Mm. That was a quote that you had said. Mm. And like, now you back here, you've been back for a couple of years and just seeing how that change is uh, happening in real time. And then even just enjoying and celebrating Juneteenth with you earlier this year. I remember um, I I had told you like back in in the spring, I was like leaving the Citadel. It felt like an Issa Rae like scene or whatever from like (laughs) Insecure. I was thinking about the fact that you said that. Yeah. And then like being there for Juneteenth and that was the first time my daughter had been there. Um, And you know, I grew up on the South side and she's always talking about, oh, dad, the hood, the hood, I'm scared of the hood or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like just seeing her paint on the side of your building, <laughs> you know she what I mean? She's getting her Basquiat on, Yeah, bro. getting her Basquiat. She got paint on my building. That's it, fast, it's actually, <laughs> She left her mark it was like good, in real though. life. Her being that comfortable and not being that free was, that's, that was amazing. That's what I'm saying, bro. It was smiles ear to ear mm-hmm. and everything. Just listening to black music, being around black culture, like unapologetically, like, you know, it's just real dope, so... Say all that to say. I hope that I ain't put the the bar too high for everybody. Says like, who is this nigga that he's talking about or whatever? He definitely be flattering um, me. I'll be like, bro, now I got I got crazy shoes to fill now. Like, nah, just <laughs> be yourself though. Like that's true. That's true. You know, I'm just very grateful um, that you would join us on this podcast and um, that you would be part of you know Columbus can't wait and whatnot. You feel me, bro? Thanks for having me. I'll be I'll be doing your shit. Like very uh, vital conversations on here. Vital information. Uh, the way that y'all present it. The way y'all like do y'all's research. Mm. That's important. Like, um, you can't develop culture without people like yourself. So it's, oh, good. it's good to be you. here. It's good to be here. So 
It's funny, and I I waited till we were recording to tell you this. Mm. So this weekend, I met this really nice woman, and she complimented me, and we were talking, mm. and she turns out to be your mom. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Mama McKenna. And yes. I told her that I hadn't met you in person yet. That I could obviously, I mean, I think I probably did meet you because mm. we the conversation we had before mm-hmm. uh, we were recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just telling me how proud she is and how you all are doing um, this work together. And I just thought that was so crazy that literally just like two days before crazy. we were going to meet to do this interview, I got to meet the person that gave you life. That's that synchronicity. That's 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 the vibe we've been on lately. Like, um. She said she was getting a grill too. Did she tell you? No, that? We, we, all, we all got we, all, we got we got family grills. Like, yeah, okay. If a Juneteenth, he didn't have a Juneteenth it was that, Juneteenth, it, it, and it, it, like, <laughs> niggas was up there like getting custom grills made. Nice. Okay, so then yeah. that's what because I had mine in, if and I, so I, that fire. was pro- that was probably how. Um, Entry that into conversation. the conversation. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, happened. She, she was the one, honestly, that made me feel insecure about calling it Juneteenth. Why? Because, like, <laughs> it's your mom, and you say some, like, fun loving, ridiculous shit that you say to your friends. They be like, hey, <laughs> you on? She's looking at you like, why? And she don't fully understand it. She's just like, <laughs> right. you, you crazy. I'm just like, I don't know if that was a good, you crazy or a bad, you crazy. <laughs> so, like, I had, like, for months, I was called a Juneteenth, and then when it came to, like, promo, I saw Juneteenth on the flyer, and I was like, you changed the Juneteenth, <laughs> and then that's what we got. And I'm glad, I'm glad we yeah, did it. So you took it off of it wasn't Juneteenth. <laughs> oh, I'm still telling people it was Juneteenth, bro. Like fuck that shit. But that, that's still what it right was. Yeah. That's still what it was. It's just a collaboration between me and Mary Mills. Um, I've been doing certain things by myself in the space, been letting people do their home their own thing in the space, but trying to just be more intentional about collaboration. And that's where that was just me and him coming together, being like, bro, let's do something to kick the summer, kick the summer off. Like today yeah. is the first day of summer. So that yeah. was like the last weekend before the summer started. So that was mm-hmm. the thoughts behind that. Um, it was supposed to be a small pop-up and then more vendors got in the mix and yeah, celebrated being free black people on Juneteenth like we're supposed to. Right. Yeah. I saw Scott Woods, he made a post about it. He was like, yo, if you're wondering how to celebrate Juneteenth, all you have to do is be black and enjoy your freedom. For like real. that's what Juneteenth is about, bro. It is our like Independence Day in a lot of ways, in no, many facts, ways. Facts, facts. I um, was very intentional about not doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But like not doing things that like weren't for for me or my family. Mm-hmm, like no mm-hmm. labor for like anyone else. Can Especially I make a confession? Not for nobody white. Mm-hmm. So, no, straight up, straight up. Can I, 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 I like, make I'm a not trying to be funny, but I was just like, this is the one, literally one of the one days out of the year that like I don't have to be like, create like doing something or creating something or producing something for like white folks. Like, and I am going to sit in that no, because hell like, yeah. our ancestors were forced. Yeah, yeah, I was so salty, bro, that Juneteenth was on Father's Day mm. because obviously, like, they would think like, oh, you want to spend time with your kids on Father's Day. My daughter was asking me like, Dad, can you hold this? Dad, can we go here? Dad, can I go play in the jungle gym? I'm like. I don't want to sit and look at you on the jungle gym. No, on. and you know what? That is totally valid. Yeah, bro, and I, totally. I, I told my husband that too. I was like, I am... I, this is like kind of an aside, mm. but I don't feel like people put as much respect on Father's Day Thanks. as they do on Mother's Day. Thanks. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I need to be more intentional about making sure that like I like how you go all out for me on Mother's Day. Like I'm going to go all out for you. And also that this is like a day of rest for you. So mm-hmm. like Bread. I seen something about people like, yeah, what dads are getting on the grill on Father's Day. I'm like, none of y'all, I, unless you like just love cooking Nigga. and yeah, you, you never be. cook. I like my husband my loves cooking, but he cooks all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so we're going out to eat mm-hmm. so then you don't have to do any labor mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so obviously like that right there's a privilege in us being able to go out to eat oh, yeah. but like whatever you can do for the father in your life or the father figures in your life that doesn't require them doing anything like do let's start to like go towards that no, I told yeah, my daughter yeah. I was like girl I quit I'm not your dad today you know <laughs> like, like, you don't want to be my dad I'm like no like I don't want no responsibility just mm-hmm. for this one and it's Juneteenth too right. like no I just want to just, just I just want to exist and be black yeah. and get grills made. Good dads deserve to rest sometimes. Yeah, I'm saying as as, as I'm thinking about like the bad rep that uh, Father's Day has and all the love that mothers gets because mothers been holding down more consistently. But we also think about like all the like premeditated things to try and dismantle the household and make mm-hmm. it harder for men to just do what they have to do in the position. Um, so it's deep. it's super deep. Like I, I was watching a bunch of comedians talk about Father's Day. 
Oh, and I'm glad that the ones that the, I hope that the, all the fathers that's holding it down got like celebrated. Yeah, and the ones that yeah. aren't got a day to just reflect. Um, because mm. like celebrating just fatherhood in general, like we we didn't just get here with one side. That's like, right. So it's like despite whatever that situation is, being able to honor that energy, like yeah. of yeah, father time, mother nature is how I'll be looking at shit. Yeah, and 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 kids. They'll go hard for their dad too. Like, no, that's that's that, your dad was like there for you. Like that's yeah. even if they wasn't, because kids guy, don't know. Right? They don't know. <laughs> kids don't know what's up behind the curtain. Even if the dad was whatever, kids right. be like, "You my dad." Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I, you know what I mean? So like, if, if this, it is a point of reflection, right? Like if you didn't hear from any of your kids mm. on Father's Day, like. Mm. Think about maybe why that is. Like, mm. why? Because people want to be connected to their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a reason why your kids are not connected to you, it's not because they don't they don't want to be. It's you need to also do some self reflection mm. on your yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Like, my the, kids don't call me. Well, why? Mm. One of the things I <laughs> will real. say, um, I was reflecting on it. You know, y'all know I, I work over the Fatherhood Initiative at the mm. AA Wellness Agency, um, and I remember a time like, especially on social media and like. It, Father's Day would come around It would, it be, would just be Just yeah. a celebration Of single moms Like mm. you know, Happy Father's Day To all the moms out there And mm. everything Like that's all you would see I, he did I have year, to say That I've seen A change In just the temperature um, Regarding Father's Day uh, Where I, I do see A lot more Like Brad This weekend There was maybe like A dozen different events For fathers mm. And then This wasn't the first weekend That they had events For fathers Like our event was on the 11th And the week before There was a couple Father's Day events And it was like Full weekends For Friday, Saturday Thursday, Sunday Monday Like it was An ongoing type thing Celebration Yeah And just like Across the whole city I, I do see Dads like Out the woodwork feeling appreciated, mm. talking about it. It's like saying that they have community, they have space, and then also just the evolution of fatherhood and, and owning mistakes and sharing wisdom and evolving like parenting tactics and whatnot. So I would be remiss to say that like I haven't seen like growth and development Hell change yeah. Oh, yeah, over the time. Have, yeah. For sure. Um, because there has been... Got like, me inspired to be a daddy. I ain't in no rush. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that exactly. day for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, Brad, like I remember back when I first said that I was having, a, I had a kid on the way because I was probably... The first out of all of my friends mm. that had a kid, um, and everybody's like, "Oh no, blah, oh no!" Mm. Like, are you sure? Like all this type of stuff, and especially me having a daughter, it's like all this fear. But now, like, but just yesterday, one of my guys told me he showed me his ultrasound, like mad excited and everything. Like, yo, I can't wait and looking forward to this type of shit. And well. I- for all the bad things that people say that social media does, it also does some good things mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I think that we're just, we've been talking about Juneteenth and all this stuff that there was a time where black children being born wasn't celebrated in the mm, way that's that right. it should be. Mm. And we have always celebrated our kids mm-hmm. being born and celebrated their lives. But like now everyone else can see that that is tradition mm-hmm. in yeah. our culture and mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. we love our kids black dads show up for their kids yeah, yeah. no black dads are there type thing is, is like not real yeah right. hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> everybody yeah. knows you know at least I mean? one black like, dad you're able to get away with that shit when you can't tell your own stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now we have control over telling our own narratives and showing our own families and showing how that's why I always show how my husband shows up hell yeah, my hell daughter. yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just Generation changing the narrative for sure. Yeah. 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 Like we, yeah. And, and we had a chip on our shoulders. Like, bro, I swear to God, I'm gonna do this shit right <laughs> this time. Ain't nobody yeah. some shit to like, prove. Yeah. Bro. Feel like and, that's, and that's and that that's, that's not real life. Like mm-hmm. my real life is like that. There are people in my world who care deeply about mm-hmm. me, who mm-hmm. care about my life, who mm-hmm. care about my development. Like mm-hmm. this old, we just people just in the wind. Just it's not out facts. here in the wild. It's just not. It's very real. It's, it was the narrative. But that's that, like, kind we of have. the reason why we we said that we wanted to do black spaces for season three yeah. and four. Mm-hmm. It's because we wanted to talk about like where we at and mm-hmm. where we see us at and mm-hmm. what we're doing like yeah. while we're there. Yeah, oh, sure yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Um, and so like we kind of mentioned it a couple of times on this episode so far. Everything about the Citadel. Mm-hmm. I want you to very briefly say what you're doing with the Citadel, like what that is, and then I want to take it back. You know what I mean? So. Like word up, word up. Um, if I remember the the mission, but like the Citadel is a black owned event space, um, just cultivating safe space for like culture, creativity, and community to thrive. 
Um, I did get it out. Dope. So really, <laughs> but really, and just people of color. I want people. I want culture, creativity, and community. Those are like like three components that I feel like are really important for me. Um, we I grew up on the south side, so being able to do people know my family. We've had from my epic house parties to like family gatherings in the backyard. It's kind of been the energy we've been doing. So when we saw the opportunity to get a commercial space um, amongst COVID, it was actually. It was something that we. It was a dream come true because it was like an ideal, ideal building, ideal space. Um, didn't know much about what it meant to like uh, run a commercial space. My mother, she's gotten into. She owns her home. She owns some other residential uh, properties, and I've been a property manager. So I've been doing. People know me like throwing parties, event production, community programming. But like my job was like to be uh, a property manager as well. So I felt like we knew how to run and operate spaces. So it was like yo. Rather than becoming the star employee for all these cool places and spaces that I've been doing for all these years, let me see what it takes to build my family, build my own. Um, COVID happening, all the fires in uh, California, well, those are the wake-up calls to be like, yo, I'm ready to be back, one, in the community that kind of like raised me like to until I went to until I went away and just be around my family. Like um, Speaking about fathers, we have fathers are like hit and miss in my family. I'm the oldest mm-hmm. of, my, of my generation, oldest of my siblings. So just mm-hmm. being back here and... Um, being back here, it was really about coming back to Columbus, but this is me being myself. It's like I do events, I run space, so now I can, if it's my apartment, if it's a building that I'm working for, I want to be able to host space and to create experience for people. So the Citadel was, um, we got it in 20, August 2020, um, 7,000 square feet. Uh, my brother, Jelani, and my mother, all three, it's really us three kind of coming together, ideating, figuring out what what does the space look like, what are we going to use it for, figuring out the whole thing, Um it took like the first year of just renovating it. I tell people we it was a lemon. We're like we got it, and it was all this craziness it, going on. It was a fucking lemon. It was like, so much like going on. So we um did all that we can to get it to a space where we can just do more think, make more memories, have more events. Um, my boy Malcolm over here like. You kind of like catalyzed a lot of the energy with the, with the orange soda, which is wild to think about because we were so premature in our journey, but he trusted us. The orange soda team trusted us. Um, and I feel like that was good because it gave us some confidence to to do what our follow-up was. Was I say like uh, first year's renovations, the second year, almost year and two years, it was just experimental events. It's just like just trying mm-hmm. things based on what can happen in the space. It's not at the quality and the level. I say we're trying to be the best underground space. Like mm-hmm. right now, it's hard mm-hmm. for us to compete with other spots where right. we are in the South Side. Like it's still a part of the city that most people, if you're not from there, you may not feel that comfortable over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're doing is just developing real good energy so we can help change in there. We know that mm-hmm. Gentrification is going to happen on the south side and the west side either way. So for us to be a family that's from the south side, for us to extend what we're doing and to be in the mix of that and to be building culture and be doing unapologetically, but also doing it legitimately. Like my mother's a lawyer and she's training me and my brothers to do things the right way. She's been like, you've been all this grassroots shit. Like I can, <laughs> I can grassroots all day. But now it's like thinking about civic engagement, thinking about who are the people with agendas for the south side and how we as black people can be a part of that narrative. And to do it in our own way. That's where, that's where I'm coming from. Is our whole family, we talk about wanting the, the civic engagement. I'm on some, that's, that's what being in Oakland did to me. Oakland, like. That's de- what I was about to ask you. Oakland where were de- you at before here? Decolonized. It you? decolonized the hell yeah. out of me. Because, like, before. I mean, think Oakland, about the history in Oakland. It's a real thing. And I, I went from St. Charles. I was, so I went from. Okay. I went to St. So, like, when I was in Columbus, like, my, like, Columbus journey is uh, moving from Cleveland to Columbus when I was, like, seven. Uh, going from the east side to the south side, going from like Monroe Middle School. That's how I know everybody in the city. Like, like, uh, but then going to St. Charles after Monroe's crazy culture shift, being immersed around like just all white men. Like that was just yeah. crazy. Um, and then, uh, but when I when I got out, I but I've always wanted to do parties and stuff. That's why I laugh and I joke at Malcolm. This is I'm gonna talk this. Shit. This we gonna talk some shit. Man, this is the one shit I will I'm talk. This camera away, bro. Nah, this is fire. Okay, so it's not fire. Bro. I be dying. Let I be taking this part out. I'm going. I be dying <laughs> watching this man party and host orange soda and all this shit. Well, you know who the person used to get him out the house to go to party? He don't like partying still. Like, like I be telling people I don't like, like partying. Like, like, nobody believes like, me. Like, I was. I, that used to be the energy I was on. I was on like. Like just high vibration, memory making stuff. I feel like it was a product of really being out of St. Charles. It's like we free now. I got my car, I got my apartment. Mm-hmm. I still know everybody in the city because I went to elementary. When I, yeah, the first um, time I went to OU was with this guy. Oh, eighteen fest. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight fest. Yeah. Eight, eight yeah, fest. Eight fest. CP Black and them. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So like just partying, throwing house parties or whatnot, and. 
that's partially what led me to go into California. I joke to people that like me going to California was like boys in the hood. <laughs> like you know yeah. how the mom she'd be like, I'm fed up. I don't know do no more. I'm about to drop you off your daddy's house. Mm-hmm. That's literally what that was. Like I, bro, I got, this is another f- funny story. I'm gonna add this on this shit. That's why I be looking at soup. Like bro, we gotta reconnect because I was really on track to be like Soup's like mentee. I was hosting mm. all the beat competitions and shit. Mm-hmm. I was working the door at Clash of the Titans at Scully's when mm-hmm. mom called me like, nigga, you, you, you dropped out of college? You dropped out of school? Because mm. I, I had left OSU and like I was really trying to just do events. I had my 20th birthday party at Double Happiness. I did mm-hmm. like I did parties at Circus. My first party was a circus. I was trying to do events, but I was an unconventional route. They didn't understand that like, I was seeing the Kareems of the world. I was like, bro, I'm trying to do like the get right. I was thinking in that way. And they were like, yo, we want you to be like a lawyer or politician. We want you to like utilize your brain to do these certain things. And me being like, bro, I'm free spirited. Like I don't, I want to do things, but do it a different way. So her being uncertain, she was like, bro, you weren't about to visit California because I've always visited California growing up. My dad's lived there for about 21, 22 years now. I used to visit growing up. She was like, yo, this wasn't about to be a visit. Like you actually, we had a, there was a one-way ticket Motherfucker, like he was, we didn't, we didn't, wasn't gonna pay for your way back. I rebelled. I was pissed off. I was like, y'all got control of my life. And I like couch surfed for like three weeks because one lease was my one lease was down. My homies, this is another revealing part. It all started crumbling. Like how I got out of my first relationship. My, my, I was trying to get a lease with some of my homies at the time, like Corey and Travis and all them. We was all trying to get a spot, and just some nigga shit happened where we didn't follow through. So I'm just like, damn, I don't even got no apartment now. Like, <laughs> like I just broke up with my girl. I'm like asked out. So then. I took. I made one of the most mature decisions of my life and um, stopped fighting my parents. I was like, mm. I don't agree with them, but they love me. They want what's best for me. What does it look like to try and just go do something and see something new? And that's how I got to California. It was deep because me and my dad was in this one-bedroom apartment. Like two lions in one cage don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. It was real deep because I never lived with him longer than like a summer. Okay. Like outside of my adolescence. Like I lived with him up to like five. And then outside of that, it was like spotted, spot on. And um, But I, we're very similar like... That's why I got checking with him. Talk about him. About to, I'm about to call this motherfucker down. Like, God damn it. But uh, long story short. Uh, be like, you feel me? Going there was, I went there for my father because he was the reason why I went to the Bay. Um, the reason I needed to get away from Ohio. They was kind of worried about some of the things I had been doing here. Vibe with him. And uh, while I was there, I realized it was what I needed. I didn't notice what I was needed. as needed to be. I was, I was diagnosed with ADHD and they was putting me on medication. But I was also a black boy at a Catholic school. So once yeah. I was able to just... Go to nature and smoke weed and have deep conversations with my father and just be away from stuff. It helped me just settle my energy. Settle and uh, once I did that, I started to build myself back up. And it was like, my mom used to be like, you like a dog off the leash type shit. I was like, yeah, because like I'm building myself back up, dealt with a lot of my healing, like dealt with a lot of trauma, had some hard conversations, uh, found a really beautiful love in that at that same time. Um, and it was being cultivated in a very free-spirited space. Like, Oakland, when I talk about, just to bring it back here, not to go so far on a tangent, because this is this is Columbus Can't Wait, the, the connection I feel like between Ohio and California, I talk about this a lot, is the funk connection. Mm-hmm. We're the two funkiest states in yeah. the whole country. Mm-hmm. We got all the funk bands that come out of there, and they got just uh, just a very funky culture that comes out of there, out mm-hmm. of California. So the more I came into myself, it just fat, fit in with a lot of people. people. A lot of people in Oakland think I'm from Oakland. Most people out there be like, when I tell them I'm from Ohio, they be like, think of what? And like, it's because we blend so well. But there's also a lot of Ohio motherfuckers out in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So like, your brother's in the Bay Area right now. Yeah, so yeah, like, one of my best friends. So like, for me, it was Shout a Shout out na- to Amir, she listened to all the episodes. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. So yeah. long story short, like, my journey started off with me just being a young black boy, being moved around based on just the decisions of my parents and my life, trying to, my mom trying to do what's best for me. Um, me finding myself through just experiences. I feel like if I got a gift, I got a lot of gifts. My main gift is bringing people together. So I was doing that in like the way that every boy does that, just parties on that Project X. Project X came out during our time, so everybody was doing that shit. Um, But then as I like came into myself, doing yoga, going to the beach, like meeting and vibing with women, like, like it's a like it's a matriarch. I take California was named after Queen Calafia. It's a matriarchal society. A lot of the dopest stuff I was seeing and doing was ran by black women, and it was like not a secret. It was like no, like the dopest collective at the time was Maladoma Collective. Y'all know who Duckworth is? Y'all know the artist Duckworth? Yeah, facts. I, the home the homegirls Queens Sasha, all of them like they they molded him to be who he is, and now I I, I got the picture to show it, but. Mm. For that shift to go from St. Charles, yeah, to go from St. Charles, to go to like, yeah, to go from St. Charles, go to Cali, to go from like the polar opposites, growing up with my mother on the East Midwest 
in a conservative kind of environment to be with my father in a very liberated space, it made me feel really balanced. Mm -hmm. So once I started to like come into myself and like do the healing, that's when I really came to the point where I was like, I needed to be back in Ohio. I was yes. like, I was like, it's it's I, it's it's dope, but it's like a lucid dream. It's like everything is cool here, but my reality is back over here. I've done as much as I can do. And uh, then the science started. Then COVID, I was like, bro, if, I'm, if this shit really over, I'm about to give my mama a nigga. Like, where my sister at? Like, where my brother at? I yo? think it's um, it's, it's really rewarding um, for me. I'm, I'm glad that you just shared like all of that. Just mm -hmm. talking about like how you developed over the years and, and what going out to California did for you to like mature you emotionally and mm -hmm. mentally and whatnot. Because you've always been somebody that was a, a big vision type of person. I remember. Like some of the first projects that we ever talked about working on outside of like school related stuff or like outside of Esquires and whatnot, mm -hmm. uh, Serendipity, Hell yeah. which was a, a a blog that you wanted yeah, to start. Yeah, that was whatever. like the first. Like, yeah, yeah. Just stumbling upon like you know just dope shit randomly. Mm -hmm. You wanted to put people onto it, and then Unit E, mm -hmm. you feel me? And what you was trying to do with that? Unit E might come back, bro. I be feeling that energy like crazy. That's how, that's how I'm gonna bring Corey Parks back. That's, that's how I'm gonna put the Unit E flag out and be like. <laughs> Salute to Corey Parks. Come back. <laughs> but like even the way when he was describing Unit E to me is unit and then the letter E. And so like it's unite, but also it's like unity and shit. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And like I, I don't know, bro. Just the way that you be thinking outside the box or whatever, I think that combined with this maturation and this evolution that you had from your sabbatical out west and whatnot, coming back, I guess how did you start to mold the Citadel or like how did you land here with the Citadel mm. and I also don't want to just skip over to like Blackbuster or, or oh uh, no it's good it'll come yeah. it'll all come it'll, yeah, no, the please, please do please do your thing I, I also like kind of want to it's part of like your question which mm -hmm. is like what do you think that like you brought from the West Coast like mm. back here that you're trying to so, like integrate when I talk about the Citadel when I talk about the Citadel there's a space there's a piece so I became an art curator is also while I was in the Bay like I was have my friends and I would do like art shows but I actually curated a few shows and if you go into our space there's a piece in there um, in the corner from my homie Picasso and Picasso he ran Spirit House Spirit House is my favorite space venue I've ever been to. Everybody from like Georgia Ann Mudrow to Dave Chappelle do dinner parties. Every Thursday night, jazz bands are in there from 11 p.m. to like 4 a.m. just playing. It was a dopest underground like spot and it was a, it was a, a liberated like, I was saying decolonized, it was just, just decolonized energy where it's like free for like a lot of times, okay, this is, this is the best way to articulate it. I felt like for the longest, for me to be successful, I had to do everything a certain way. Like the only way I was gonna get it is if I like if I took school and jobs handled them a certain way only went to certain school for certain reasons and only got these certain jobs to make this kind of money like if I only did these things that way that was the only way I could get it going somewhere and seeing like grown ass kids be very successful like through and through and because of their like their being free or being vulnerable it actually was the thing that led them to the person or the thing that helped them it was just being true to themselves rather than having to force themselves to do something else they were to just be themselves and being themselves led them into whatever they're trying to get to i didn't see enough of that here like just simple plain and simple like so once i got to see that there it helped me just help help myself discovery journey. Like I feel like I wouldn't have been able to find myself. Like I joke to people, I was joking all the time. Like bro, I, I would have been like the baby if I had stayed here. <laughs> like I would have been like, hey, I know what you mean by that because yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you yeah, mean by that. Exactly yeah, like high key, I feel like I, the evolution of journey. I was I, you. I talk about this a lot too. If it wasn't for the day you played me blue in exile below the heavens. Mm. I wouldn't have the life I would have right now. Man, I that was just a, changed my life too. So yeah, I, exactly I was listening to Gucci and Travis Porter and all of that. So like, for me to be open to that and to be in Oakland, so like really trying to bring back that intentionality. Like, um, I, all of my mentors that I like really locked in with are very social, political, like very radical. Like, um, when I say what I'm trying to do, Black Arts Movement. Like, everything I'm trying to do is a continuation of Black Arts Movement. Like. Like the social political, some some radical stuff you get stopped. That's the one thing that you can't stop because we always express ourselves. But learning learning from people who have figured out systems that just can't be stopped, whether they be tangible or intangible, and like seeing them seeing those systems work. Like um, I was with the uh, I was with the company called Oakstop. Uh, Oak like Oakstop is a is a black owned co working space. Black man Trevor Parham. 
my greatest mentor, like I have my favorite mentors. He's my greatest mentor because he gave me my first salary job. He believed in me when I was just doing community shit and was like, work here in my space. And I got all my professional development with a black company that is surviving, now thriving in gentrification. It's Oakland, and now they got seven locations doing numbers. So when I now, I, now I know how to run space. That was big, the motivation to want to get a space. It's because, mm-hmm. like, I'm the oldest of my siblings, but I actually know how to run space. Mm-hmm. I actually work for spaces from events, to, from event space to art space to co-working space, like, to venue. I've actually done that. So... That's my biggest thing is wanting to run a space here in the ways that I see it be successful somewhere else. And that looks like not doing some of the things that I see here. I'm very critical of a lot of the things I see on the scene here to the point where I actually I chill and hold my opinion just to not create a lot of enemies on certain Man, shit. Man, I can't tell you how many times Kamal will be like, yo, can I, I say having, this? I'd be having to text him before I can make comments <laughs> online. He'd be like, don't say that. Like, yeah, don't say that. And, but, uh, but because like, but now I was wanting to like really take that... um. That free spirited, like my brothers, Oakland Mind brothers, be on this corner ciphering like every day, all night, like just doing things that don't make sense, but they do make sense because they're real and they're true. Like I want to get to a space where when you come to our spot, there are a lot of spaces where me as a just a down to earth, like um, just black person, I don't feel that comfortable a lot of places in Columbus. Mm. Like I really want to be intentional about being like, nah, what I learned about a space where honestly we focus on just safe space. I want to bring anything that I learned in that regard here, but it's all, it's very similar. That's why I, the more I do stuff, a lot of myths mm-hmm. are dispelled. Things that I thought they're only there, things that I only would have happened there. Mm-hmm. It's not it's it's not that case. It's really about the people and the and the circumstance and all of that thing. So that's what that was. Yeah, people here it seems like if they see someone else like operating in that way, they're like, oh, it's okay. Like. Mm. And I mean, when you said that you don't feel, you don't necessarily feel comfortable everywhere in Columbus, I think that like, from what I've seen is that like, there there are a lot of people who want to be and do all the things that you just mentioned. No, facts. They just aren't seeing anybody else do it and they're they too afraid to do to, it themselves. No, they don't know facts. how to. Facts. And yeah. so like we talked about before, like finding your people that can help you turn into the person that you're supposed to be. No, like, facts. Like, because there's a lot of people, they're not yet who they are meant. That's facts. Who they're actually meant to be. And we can all be like connect connectors and portals for that. For, Just crazy you said portal. That's crazy. Well, and, and we're we'll not. We'll get to like, that later. I, that's not to say like we're all there yet, right? Like, she, But we're like on that look, journey, right? You're not there yet. Shut up, bro. No, I'm just talking. Shut up. Well, I, and that's okay. I'm not, no, I'm not but, offended by that. No, Because I think it's just... Because she journey. already know where she at. She ain't offended. No, she I was trying to big up me. I was trying to little you. No, no, I, I didn't take it that I'm just way. playing. Man, I didn't fuck take it We got to dice it up, bro. Like, we're getting all serious and playing. No, I'm just saying, like, that That for me is like a, a, long, a yeah. long term. Like, I'm I'm never trying to get to a space where I'm like, I'm I'm here now. No, like, straight up. I know where I'm at. You still... It's a forever going process thing in the airport that you step on and it gets you to the next place like I'm cool with Bruh, always being I turned like 30 I thought I knew and then nigga nah you see what I'm saying so I feel you yeah 30 is no like but like is, and all 30, of my 30. ego I was like oh yeah bro my life's a completed checklist like everything's done there's nothing else for me to do and then my world got robbed and shit. I mm. never had a checklist. Like, mm. when people speak I mean, speak I'm being of, metaphoric. I was quoting no, Drake. But, <laughs> like, no, but, like, I think a lot of people do have that. Like, mm. they, they like, for, for me as, like, a woman, mm. that was something that, like, a lot of women around me had. Like, I want to have kids at this age. I want to get married then. And and even as a little kid, I never saw myself, like, my, my life was structure. Mm. I never saw myself married. I never saw my, I never saw anyone holding me to anything. Yikes. So I never had a checklist. I mm-hmm. always was just like, I'ma just nah, go off vibes. And then I phrase. found somebody else that wanna go off vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got married and I had a kid, but like I had to find someone who who like understand your vibes. Who had who had similar type like vibes, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so I I never had a checklist. Uh-huh. Did you have a checklist? Uh, yes, yes, and no. Like, it's, you're making me think about this Earl Sweatshirt uh, line where he says, uh, it's, I f- I'm wait. I'm way better at adapting than pl- I'm way better at adapting than planning. Like yeah. it's hard to make plans, but if you adapt, you're gonna be fine. Whatever environment you're in. That's yeah, true. I uh, never thought about it like that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah that was that line. He he says it over and over in that song type shit. I'll send it to y'all. Yeah, send um, that to me, bro. But uh, untitled. Like uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked you if you ever had a checklist. Yeah. So like um, 
yes and no. I'm I gonna say like, you about to lie or not because I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. No, I would say yes and no. Like, uh, I would say yes, but I leave a lot of space in between. There's, there's certain things where I'm like, yes, I want to definitely do that. Like, I could name artists that I want to bring. Like, I'm trying to bring Melanie Charles in the next year and a half. Mm-hmm. Look her up, talking about shit. I put it in the universe. So there's certain things that I just have, like, because. Um, yeah, it's certain changes that I really want to make, certain impact that I really want to make, and that shit's on my list. Like, can't fake that. But also just being a spiritual person, I also leave space for, like, miraculous stuff happening I didn't expect to happen, just being open. So, and being open to it. Yeah. To and yeah. That's for me with balance. For me, balance is not right. getting caught on either side. It's yeah. not being, like, so strict that, like, you don't leave space, but also being so much, like, I'm an earth sign, so I can't help but be grounded. Like, I, Yeah, I'm uh, a Libra. Okay, for sure. My mother's a Libra, so I get, <laughs> I get it a little bit. Yeah. Like, um... So it, it just, for me, it's balance. For me, it's balance. Yeah, yeah. try not to do either one too much because oh, that's, yeah. that's when I started. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and like you just mentioned with your space, like, and there being so many things that you had to do to get it to, if you're somebody who's like, no, it listen, has to be man. like this, you can't, yeah. you you have, you almost like, adap- being adaptable is like a survival ooh, skill. Oh, you, you said you a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> My mama a Libra. So working on this with her, I'm the only, Tell me about it. I'm the only earth sign in my whole like okay. family unit. So it'd be real deep. Okay. Because like, and it's deep because I am big on planning, but because of my spirituality, I'm very like, yeah. let's plan it. But if it don't happen that way, we're not going to trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my family, like we've been planning so much with this space. And doing shit during COVID. COVID contractors, that's going to be a whole thing we're going to talk about later down the road, that's, y'all. That's COVID contractors home. is some shit. So, like, working through that in a commercial space. And when you say some shit, you mean like... They bad like, shit. Like, it's not good. It was it was weird. It was deep. It was a lot of learning. A lot of learning curves interacting with those folks. Contractors, mm. period. Are. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So, like... But it teaches you... It teaches you to change your whole mindset. Like, I've had to think way longer as a young person. We get, we get called instant gratification all the time. Having to take two years to get to the events I've been wanting to do for three, four years. My nigga. Like, like having to like really see that, that changed me completely. Like my whole mindset has changed. So now it helped, it's preparing me to kind of keep going on this journey. And like before we've almost given, I've almost been like, sell the bitch. I've been like, send me back to Cali multiple times. Like fuck this shit. It's not where it stressed me. I've been very much there, but the times that we just persevered through it, we learned something. We grew a little bit more. And, uh, yeah. Do you think that like your want to create this, this like I saw where you said you wanted to create like a sustainable community space and like you mentioned that you want to do that for Black people and people mm-hmm. of color. Like, do you feel like that's the thing that kind of propels you? Like when you feel like stopping, you're like it's so much bigger than Hikey. It got to be bigger than me because Hikey. otherwise I will stop. Hikey, like because uh, I can go back to California. No, nah, Hikey, I mean? it's it's, be, it's way bigger than me and. Even if like on some selfish, even if it is about me, I, the kind of person that I am, I always I can't help but think about other people. I talk, I talk about wanting to be the Oprah of the South Side. Or I want to, I'm trying to get the biggest bag, and people gonna know because I'm gonna be just ridiculous. Like I'm gonna be, t- I already do. If I come to the library, every kid, Mr. Kamal, I would, I brought a kid a whole outfit today just because I was like, you, you look fly in this shit. Like so, um, yeah, like the bigger picture, like the bigger picture, really is what drives me. Like just um, thinking that I can set my siblings up to like work and like thinking that like I can get put me in a position to get a house so that I can be more stable to provide stuff because really uh, the bigger picture is the community shit like that's the bigger picture for me like we're working on getting black men building the space and working on doing like community screenings we're going to talk about a lot of those things for sure but for me on some selfish shit bro my mom about to retire bro that's really what this shit is for I'm about almost teared up saying that shit just now but this goal is because like she's been working in corporate America and like this building and like all the shit we're doing is going to enable her to not have to do that shit no more. Yeah. And like if like we, there's a lot it can of be soul crushing. Yeah, there'd be a lot of shit that like it's crazy because that nigga Charleston. Why he be saying all that foul ass shit about black people? Like pretty much he be saying legitimate shit, but he pretty much be overly critical. Who? But it's this cat. I'll find his name, but he be talking trash about rappers about like fucked up niggas and shit. I forget his name, Charleston something. Mm. Uh, but he said something to hit a core. He was like, a lot of these bros ain't here out here trying to save the community. They're trying to build their families up. A lot of them niggas ain't got time to be building the communities because they actually, with their nieces, their nephews, da, 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 da. so it's like, that other shit is, is accessories to them. So it's like, for me, um, it's both. It's, that's the balance. Like, the, the balance of, sometimes you get too stuck in your family, bro, 
on some existential shit. None of us consented to living, nigga. None mm. of us chose our family members. So we just like, every day. Last week, yeah, like, yo, you didn't yeah. ask to be here. Like, yeah, like, that's like, so, just being real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? so that shit, that shit's crazy. Um, but on the flip side, like going to what you're saying, yeah. the balance is so important because, like, me both. Sometimes I feel like I do so much, like community-minded yeah. stuff that I have to make sure that, like, my my daughter is straight, like, my my husband is straight, like, my own family is straight. Like, if they need something, that I'm there to, like, be community for them. Mm-hmm. Like, because then I'm not being authentic in what yes. I, yes. I'm saying that I'm trying to do, right? That's true alignment for me. Like, I feel like, I've been saying, my dad is a conscious rapper, so it's been easy for me to think about shit like that all the time. I'm like, bro, we don't just do shit, just do shit. Like, if you can't do that song in front of your mom, like, Juneteenth was fire. That's facts. Juneteenth was fire because my mom had a good-ass time, because mm-hmm. my sister don't been coming out lately, and she came out, she got to kick it. My brother Jelani was there, like, it, it'd be about to, it be, and that's where... That's where my maturity and like the wisdom is coming in. Where it's I'm, it's possible to do like do it all. It's like it's possible to like to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you divest in other shit, you have hella energy to put in other spaces. Yeah, Bro, that's so real. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. out of all the projects that I do, mm-hmm. I think my favorite, my personal favorite, is Native Tongues, and I think. It's because my mom comes there and she has like she goes tells all her friends we're like I love this event it's my favorite event in the city and my son happens to put it on and like being able to create that space that it really does transcend like the generations and all that type of stuff like that's so we would only do that if we could so type many, shit. like it's so many like um, replenish came on a couple weeks ago Shout and they were talking replenish. about like and there's been a couple people who've come on and have just like talked about the it, ancestral codes great like great fucking episodes if we all. If we all can get in a room, right, like across generations, that's where the yeah. that's where the recipes are passed. That's where yeah. the ancestral codes are passed. That's where like you have those small conversations with somebody who's like an elder, yeah, or like you do something for his like, mom was talking kid. to my daughter. And, yeah. um, no, that Avery was like our favorite person at the whole. <laughs> yeah, like, like oh she my was God. really like just giving gems and stuff to my daughter, and it's like she was talking to me about it later that night. Yeah, you and know? that's why those that that type those type. But convenings are important, like because yeah, we don't do like. I feel like back in the day, like people used to do family dinners all mm-hmm. the time. Like I don't see that stuff as much anymore. Like you can and see I the effects think, of it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our That's families facts. are like deteriorating because we don't have these regular traditions and rituals of just coming together and bonding. That's been a challenge on me because my family is a big product of that. But I learned so much about community and love through my chosen family. Yeah. So it's like right. the real the real test is like to express that through and through. So that's where the space is like, I've been on this only mark. People are like, why are you not doing this? I'm like, I'm only doing certain shit right now to for my target audience. Yeah. I want people that my like my second, third degree to separation, I want y'all to feel comfortable in there first. Before like August 1st, we got the website, I'm trying to do a bunch of shit. We're about to roll out. We're about to go. If we're in phase. There's four phases. We're in phase two and a half. By the time we're in phase three, I want everybody to be in there. Yeah. But right now, I got to focus on certain people and uh, make sure they know. Because um, when shit get real, you going to want throw people around. You ain't going to want it to be real interesting. Like as And we uh, we make a lot of decisions not on like our ten toes. And we got to stop doing that. Like that's It's not, wild yeah, that yeah, you were yeah. talking about chosen family just now. Because my daughter <laughs> is it's hilarious. No, like, it's good. Two weeks ago, she was like, yo, dad, so... Tio Ken is your real brother? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it's like y'all have like the same dad. I'm mm. like, yeah, that's my real brother. Like we're blood and everything. Mm. So I just never know because you always say he's your brother, he's your brother, she's your sister. <laughs> I'm like, you know, but the idea of chosen family is like that is a real thing because it is the community building and stuff that you mm. get from that. Um, but one thing I was saying, even this past weekend, and damn, I'm being a hypocrite right now because I hate dating our episodes. I apologize. Um, but even this past <laughs> week, you know what I mean? Um, this past weekend, I um, I, was, I was telling people, it's like, bro, like, especially since our bar is gone, like, if you see me out in the city, like, this summer or, like, really just kicking it, I'm probably going to be at the Citadel. You know what I mean? Because it, that's where community is actually happening mm. intentionally and in real mm. time. Like, it is... Bridging generations is bridging. Like we were sitting out, we were playing Uno. Some of us just walking down the street. 
It's like, can I play? It was like, yeah, come pull up a chair or whatever. You know what I mean? He sat down. He whooped my ass. I didn't really like that part. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, bro, like that's... You the new kid on the block. Yeah, (laughs) bro, like, goddamn. But like, that's what we are supposed to do as Mm -hmm. black people. You Mm -hmm. feel me? Mm -hmm. And and that's Mm -hmm. the thing that I feel like has been stripped away from us because they keep on taking our spaces. Yeah, Like, that's part of the reason why we took this whole season. get comfortable one place and then it's like... It's gone. And then it's gone. So when someone told me, well, actually, they told me I was doing homework on uh, the term that I found was ge- geographical abolition work. Mm. Like, otherwise, they're going to buy this land. They're going to do some shit with it. Like, and I learned that term. They was talking about how in California they bought up all this land in the 80s and 90s. And that's where a lot of the prisons are. Like, they buy them with these crazy. Mm-hmm. So unless we come in there with an agenda or just with the means to just get it to secure it, it's going to get super wild. And like. Yeah, even if like you said, like if you got the if you got the money and the means, like if you if you don't even have an idea, mm-hmm. like let somebody else come in. Straight up, straight mm-hmm. up, straight up. Because there's so many people who don't have the privilege, who don't have the access, who don't have the money, but have all the ideas, straight and up. all the all the ways that they can execute. That's why space is important. That's why I like I'm I'm get I'm actually Juneteenth was so good that I'm getting to a point where I'm about to chill. Like we're about to literally like I've done everything I needed to do to get certain people into space. I would pass the experimental phase. We're about to do very legitimate business stuff to try and bring in as many people as possible to like really build it up. And and that's and that'll be in August. But from now until then, um, just our last like culture things is like me and Ms. Dubin talking about this film screening. I'm finally like ready because now I feel like the people that I needed to know about the space know about it. Before I'm just doing stuff and it's just like a, it's just mm-hmm. stressful. It's like now nah, we 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 use strategic. Strategic mm-hmm. events to try and bring people out. So now, when we do these regular cultural like events, like when we talk about film screenings, I want it to be that same Netflix and chill kind of energy. Like I want it to be like some like just vibe, working on getting cushions in there so we can watch like yeah. black movies. Yeah, can you talk about Blackbuster a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so like I can talk about. So Blackbuster was my most successful event series, um, where I essentially just I was just showing. I was doing black film screenings. And uh, one of my homies like challenged me to just go deeper. Yeah, I was working on a film with him, and then through working on the film, my love for film just got cracked open inside of me. So I would just go through all the black film, uh, black um, what is it, film festival websites, mm-hmm. find the dopest filmmakers, and just make these really dope like um, like um, like playlists. And we would just have a bunch of screenings. We did twenty four screenings at twenty uh, thirteen different locations, black locations primarily throughout Oakland, like colleges to boutiques and the whole nine. Did a festival, got some films in the biggest like theater out there. So for me, black imagery and like knowing the psychology behind a lot of the images we see, and we know how Disney has affected a lot of us. So for me, it was like this fun thing where we're just convening, we're just vibing. It's informal. We might be chilling like in somebody's basement or we might be in an actual nice space, but we all just together and just experience together. And um, it being black, because it was like transforming and like healing. Like for me, it was very healing. Like when I was watching all those black films, I was in like deep love relationships. And me and my lady was watching all these crazy films. And it was like, it just healed so much of me to see myself and reflect it in all these different lights. So um, my my journey, to, like I always, not just being young, like I'm 29 now, but being young, I kept moving shit up to start doing We The Healthiest. That was like a health and wellness thing after Blackbuster. But I've been wanting to bring back that energy because um, that was the most like concentrated efforts, I feel like. I'm very like, my, my like, um, my expression of blackness is probably my most like uh, potent part of myself. So figuring out ways to like make that a vehicle and express that is super important. So now I'm thinking about bringing it back here is um, I don't even know if it's going to be Blackbuster because a part of me wants to show more than black films. And I always battle with if I should just do black shit. Like if I should just part of me is very comfortable in that. And that's just where I vibe. Part of me is like open it up. But honestly, I don't know if I'm there yet. I think eventually I'm going to probably do some other shit, but we're going to probably just push this black agenda a little harder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been, me and him trying to figure out the lineup or whatnot. Um, and I'm at a point where I want to probably make it primarily black and then maybe add some other stuff in there. Um, and, and the whole idea right now is um, just black. It won't be blackbuster, but the film screening shit now is just something regular. You talk about the R bar, talk about two truths, just a regular place for community to just convene. And you feel me? Like, like to that point, <clears throat> that last line that you just said is really the summary for it because we want to have this movie screening. One of the the internal struggles that I have stolen, like one of the biggest parties in the city, the state, mm-hmm. the region, is that. Like, bro, it's, it's all like catered around drinking and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when you go and you gather and it's like, all right, let's get lit. And it's like, bro, I remember I spent a New Year's Eve with you. Um, and oh short I was God. dating at the time, bro, we walked in. 
all the lights is dim inside. And I walked in, I was like, oh, this shit's lit. You know what yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. nah, nigga, this ain't lit. It's dim, and it's okay to be dim sometimes. Yeah, and I was like, yo, like that just it fucked me up. I haven't stopped thinking about it since he said it that. It happened bro. to me at Juneteenth. Somebody was like having an amazing, like I ain't gonna put it. They was having an amazing time. They was chilling. Like this is super dope. I just wish it was, I was like they they mentioned like I thought it was gonna be more lit. I was like, bro, shut up, nigga. Like how you enjoy yourself and you're wanting it to be like a college party when like we not on that shit. And like, it's like, bro, we don't really have many reasons to gather outside of turning up or drinking mm, or getting high. Or mm. any of that type of stuff mm. Or listening to music And dancing And I just think It would be really fire For us to be able To come together And just watch a movie together mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Have and, a conversation and have too. a conversation afterwards That was a big part of it Is the conversation yeah. Like I might Show shorts Or just space to breathe between Like find a period In the middle to stop it But then like I forget your homie He gave me this idea And like I've been just Building upon this since you know, then like Baker? Baker yeah Shout out to Baker yeah, Shout out to Baker too. Shout out to Baker Like I don't, I'm probably Probably not gonna do drumline, and probably not gonna do the drummers. That's but crazy, nigga. Just shut up. We, we, we might, we might, we could probably do drumline. Like I, we gonna have to collaborate. For me, that's gonna have to. I, that's where my ego gets checked because I don't want to do it, but it makes sense to do it for the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the idea of combining like a live element, like I've been talking to Trip about doing some comedy and shit. For if we do like, don't be a minute. So we want to mm. show a comedy movie, have some live comedy. Like there's a really my favorite film right now is Lovers Rock. Like Stephen McQueen did this. It's so touching. I low key went. I was going. I might make that like a couples like like dinner night type shit. But it's a reggae kind of theme movie. Keep on talking all this couple shit, bro. Like so, play like a like have a DJ. Like have a uh, have like a reggae DJ kind of do some shit. Mm. Cause bro, love. If you talk about this black, like the most revolutionary, most powerful shit any black people can do, people of color, black people specifically, it just. Like spread love and be joyous and be peaceful. Like yeah. that's that's for I'm me. Just, like I'm bitter. I'm, I'm bitter too, it's but it's okay. But I'm, not, I'm not bitter because never mind. It don't matter. Yeah, but we, we got different things to be bitter about. Yeah, but and right. overall, love is still love. Still feel amazing despite however you bitter you are. For you feel me, love is <laughs> love is fire. So like um yeah, that's when we think about the regular programming. We've been doing all these one offs. We've been just doing events here and there randomly as it comes up. Thinking about our regular offering to the community. Just keep it consistent because I feel mm-hmm. like you can do a lot more with a community for a community when you provide that consistent thing. Like mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. So like the film screenings and then just art stuff. Like I'm not just working with the Citadel, like Streetlight Guild, like all these different spots. I'm trying to like buy some other it. shit that hopefully we can talk about by the end of the year. You know what I mean? Know. Nah, I mean we can't talk about it right now. Okay. But yeah, hopefully it got some stuff to tell you. Oh about. yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pew, 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 pew. Right, <laughs> but I think it is real important that we say that like. The only, well, not the only, because creators are going to create regardless, but mm. the reason why we're able to, like, really map out a plan for how, like, these visions, these ideas are going to come to place is because you and your family took that step to secure space mm. and say, yo, can't nobody else tell us what we can do inside the Citadel? Mm-hmm. Like, we got the building, this is our shit, and because it's our shit, we're going to do it however we want to. And, and I think that's, what, I mean, it's the same shit we talk about here at the Dreamcatchers Recording Studio. Like, I mean, we have a podcast and everything here. Like, just because we say, yo, we want to do content. We want to talk about black culture here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about political activism here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about literacy here in Columbus and everything. And We've been toned down. We can't keep toning down real shit. Like, yeah. can't keep watering it down. Like. And when you're in other people's space, you had to play by their rules. Like, you're a guest. Yeah. So, you know? he and takes- we're always really intentional about that, which is why you don't see us in a lot of other people's stuff. Because we always ask, well, what what is what's what do we have to not do All right. How can in I, can order I, I, to come into your space? No, nah, in in that's being that transparent and necessary. Like, can I, I, I've been cussing a little bit. I guess I can cuss on here. Yeah, we've been yeah, saying a lot of right, words. So, like, I just, it's, but like, this is for, this, it's too late, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. My grandma, <laughs> my grandma, my great grandma, rest in peace, is a phrase that, like, for me and my mom love. Like, uh, you take, a, take a nigga's money, take a nigga's shit. Mm. Mm. You mm. ever needed to review? <laughs> Yo, I wish I had the soundboard so bad right now. Like, if you take a nigga's money, you take a nigga's shit. So, that's that, that, facts, that we, be, we be living by that in my household now. That is facts, like, bro. Because most people, you would hope that altruism was a real thing in most people, but it's not. It's most not. of us are very circumstantial. Sometimes mm-hmm. we gotta be circumstantial. That's facts. Like if you live in based on survival, you gotta do shit a certain way. Just mm-hmm. But like right. um, it's very rare we get to just be altruistic. So it's like people and somebody just trying to just do some shit. And that's what I'm trying to change that because our trust issues are tearing us apart. It's the that's reason why a lot facts. of us aren't vulnerable, aren't open and shit, because they're trust issues. But mm-hmm. um But yeah, bro. The All that, work, that healing that, work, crazy, bro. The flip side of that, though, is that you do got people that are in position to create space and create 
like this I space I, I said it again. No, yeah, but, yeah. Like to create that because like you're in that that same like I'm it's not noises. saying what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Like y'all so, so. bought the space mm-hmm. and y'all altruistically said that we want to do this for black people. Hell like yeah. y'all was like really on that fubu shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah, you don't get come, nothing from it, bro. And it come like, from a lot. Like it come from a lot. Like it's like Scott told me this all the time. Like some of the shit I'm doing, you can't do for the money. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, don't if you're do- doing stuff stuff for black people, like and and you want it to be like black, like you can't be in it because we're only, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. only so many of us. It's only going to be so many people that it quote unquote appeals to at yes. first. Mm-hmm. It's a small demographic. And so you're yeah, so you're not. You can't do it for no facts. You know what I mean? No yeah. big fact, big facts. Like man, it's le- just staying present on this journey has been dope because we've been learning what's necessary to learn. Like that's what we that's what we like. We talk about all the headaches, but we this wisdom and this experience wouldn't trade for anything. Because now I feel better. Where it's just this Citadel six one four because it's the first Citadel. I'm probably going mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about like my mom. We go back and forth to Tanzania a lot. Like I'm working on developing like and intentionally with this community. Like learning all that I can so I can give back all that I can because I know it's going to develop all of us. Where it's like that whole starving artist shit. I'm like, nah, bro. We need to be abundant in this shit. Like, mm. how do we figure out systems that make it so we're not just always like in that yeah. way? So that's where I'm just like, yo, having to um, take certain things on the chin. It's like you got to spend some money to make some money. It's like that's the only reason why we took certain risks. But bro, we about the the bookings refund. Like we already know yeah. the like the value. Like so the value of it. Think the the value of, of, of real estate. So it's like. Mm. Thinking about um, value beyond money too, like that's for that's that's the biggest thing about the vibe one. Actually, I've been talking about tangible shit. Yeah. I'm a very spiritual person. There's more than currency than just money. That bro, you the value, the intangible value is probably the most valuable things that we have as well, especially as people of color. Like, as the more we like diminish and like devalue the things that that matter the most and can like really make the most change, that really have the most power. Is we we lose access to that power, and then we start to they praise false idols. We pray we start to do things that are, aren't benefiting us, and things aren't going our way for reasons we don't understand. When it's like, bro, just just figure out ways to reroute that energy, and like that's where the deprogramming, like that's where for me, like I don't ever want to like um, cater to like over too much alcohol culture in our space. I don't want to cater to like even as a smoker, I've been trying to move even at our event. You can see what was moving differently in that yeah. regard. So it's just like. Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on tangents. You're gonna ask no, me questions. <laughs> not, no, normally, we ask um, about like the way that politics interweave with how you've like and created and constructed your space. But no, that's important. I, I think that you know by now, especially after last season, this season, like you can hear like woven through everything that you're saying because like, everything really yeah. is political. And I'll speak on that directly yeah. though. Like we're black men. I'm working on. I can't. We're working on getting black men building a space officially. And tell people about what that is. Black Men Build is a national organization of um, brothers who are coming together and just meeting and um, organizing and um, mobilizing um, on just common common issues that a lot of us have for a long time. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't have a lot of answers, just having a lot of conversations, figuring out um, best practices and just applying them in various cities. We have a Columbus chapter, me and my homie Ernest, Akundeo, we all have been leading that up um, amongst a bunch, a bunch of other brothers like John, Dre, Ani, um, yeah, but we've been feeling like gonna be on this uh, season as well. Fire! But we yeah. feel like we need a hub. We see Zora's house, like what they're doing, like uh, with, for women, and like for me, I feel like obligation as a black male to like, if I have this ability, we have multiple rooms making a portion. We, we've been talking about putting a business in a portion of our space to kind of help us with the with the uh, mm. stability of it, and we thinking that that might be the organization that does that. Yeah. So politically, you go to our building, like the red, black, and green flag is there. Like we're also working on. Doing everything by the book because we want to be a force of low-income housing, like working with the Shannon Hardings, like anybody who's passionate about the Reeb Center, like community for all people. Mm-hmm. We really are thinking about the evolution of the South Side in that way because it's not just a small microcosm. We own a commercial space. We don't just earn a, own a house in that space. So we yeah. think about how, like for me, I talk about dreams of, me and my mom talk about, she talks about low-income housing. I talk about like creative residency. I think about how that can change the climate of the city mm-hmm. beyond just like the memories and how that becomes very political because it's like now the South and the West Side are what's next. Like mm-hmm. they've already done a lot of work on the North and the East and they're going to get back to them. But right now Shit, they're- pri- we're in the East. Exactly. They're, they're prioritizing- Okay. They're, but they're prioritizing yeah. the, the South and the West because they're underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. So to be in a position to do that- it's a lot of power in that. Like mm-hmm. the value of our building is going to be like it could be in the millions in a few years because of how things are going and the position that that puts us in. 
Um, I work at the I work up the street at the library with all the kids. Like all the I'm like I'm like my connection to the South Side is crazy because I work with the kids during the day. I'm from there, and we have a business over there. Mm. So like for me, it's like it's very political. I talk about I don't, I'm not I don't ever want to be the mayor of Columbus. That's I'll all be, I say, bro. Trying to like, be the mayor of the South Side though. Nah, niggas gonna know. Yeah, yeah. Like but, niggas already know. Niggas people gonna know. They are gonna be like, oh, if you in the South Side, check in. Like I'm not trying to be no but power like, wilder, bro. Yeah, yeah. You trying to call you the king type yeah. shit? You feel me? Because like you to move that type of way. I'm a king. Like, I don't want to be ducking. It's too much power, right, like John too much Snow, energy. I yeah. feel you, but yeah, man, like I I'm said, <laughs> it, it, Columbus, is nigga, man. No, Columbus is interesting, bro. I choose my words wisely because there's a lot of. Well, a lot you of ain't love. the one saying it, bro. I'm saying of, this. There's a lot of haters out here, bro. You're not bringing can't no haters. Nobody fucking check me on it. So. I just, I just bought a gun last week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 that's wild. I, look, I, I just, last I, question I do want to ask you, though. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. I just like, it's crazy because I do all this and I talk in passion space. I really look up to the bank season, like the the J Electronica's, Andre 2000's. I want to be so dope that I ain't got to be seen. That's, that's my true. goal. I'm a, y'all, about, like, people are about to really see this is like, this is the last stit of Kamal. Like, I'm about to literally have done enough work to have enough connections to not be in motherfuckers' faces no more. Nah, I feel that. That's high key to go. <laughs> like, so, I should have asked you at the beginning of the I'm episode. Sorry. Oh, my bad. Did you want to say something? No, I, I just think that is the way to go. It's like, my work speaks, oh, here for, you go, my work speaks <laughs> for itself. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about anyone. Like, your work speaks for yourself that, like, you don't, I don't have to be like, Yo, let me tell you about how we yeah. started this podcast. I'll tell you what we've done. The question I should have asked you a lot earlier is the name. And this should be the last question okay. I got for you. How did you land on the name, The Citadel? Oh, man, shout out to Carlisa, our bot car. Because she did this flyer, and this flyer has an image of our building on there. And now we're mm-hmm. going to use that. You're going to see that image a lot. And, uh... It's a big brick building. It's a fortress. I actually got, I had a white boy working on my, I'm sorry, this is about to be hot. I had a white boy working on my building like all Juneteenth weekend, y'all. It was yeah, a beautiful crazy. thing. Um, but, <laughs> this guy. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> nah, it's, it's cool. Keep it's, going. It's a very strong uh, fortress and it's protecting my family. It's protecting the culture that we're developing there. And if you look up the definition of a citadel, it's this large um, uh, building that sits at like the top of a facility that protects uh, protects the people of the city. And when I thought about that, I thought about just protecting like my family, protecting the culture, the people we're gonna have in there. Um, we're one of the farthest uh, spaces like on the south side, but in the city, when, it, when you think about the city of attractions, a lot of stuff leaves and then we kind of dies off, but then we pop up type situation. Um, and if you just look at it like. Um, the brick structure and more than just the, if you look at the top of it, like if you look at our logo, our, our temporary logo, it has like this like crown kind of like structure. And I was coming up, it was, I can't tell you why it originally changed the name. That's going to start some shit on this podcast. We had a whole different name, but spirit led us to what I feel like is the right one. Like we think about coliseums, pyramids, and um, all these different things. I was trying to find a word that like was a synonym that could like match with like a, a building of grandeur. Mm. And Citadel was hit, and like I hit it to my family, like, yeah, I about this one. And it was like, all right, cool. And like we just rolled with it. Right. Jenny co signed that shit. Talk my shit. Nigga well, named his fucking building after a castle and said, I can't call him a king. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. That shit crazy wild. Nah. Yeah. I met Jenny. That's how I knew it was good because I was, I was still be thinking about changing shit. I met Jenny. I saw Jenny at a uh, Streetlight Guild. And she was picking up some art from Scott, and I had mentioned the name, and I knew we had one. But Jenny was like, "Oh, I like that." I was like, "Ah, Jenny, like, Jenny, ice cream, Jenny." I was like, "This is okay. one of the most successful." I just wanted you to say it. I'm sorry, people might not know this, who you're talking about. This, like, that's the most Jenny time. The most one of the most popular, like one of the most like this successful. Norbertine. I'm not sure actually. That's you put me on. Sorry, Jenny. But she's the uh, <laughs> she don't one, have of, a last name. one, okay. one of the most Ryan. successful entrepreneurs. Co-sign your shit. That helps you stay on your journey. There's been a lot of affirming things where all the myths and shit I used to say about Columbus for the most part is don't exist no more. It's a beautiful place, Bruh. beautiful thing. A lot of things have changed. You understand what A lot of room for I'm improvement, saying? but a lot of those things are over where I feel like for me, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be and that feels good. Like you talk about the support system, those people, they out here. Like I see y'all, I see all the people. I'm doing the shit for people that I know is real. Like I'm always have a space space for real people. Bruh, like I uh, genuinely yeah. believe that if you can make it in Columbus, you can make it anywhere Facts. because like it's real talk like a proving ground or whatever. But once you prove it, man, the support and the love is real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, shit. I just want to say, be honest. <laughs> um, you know, definitely appreciate you. You dropped so many jumps. I'm sure that I mean I don't want to jump ahead, but I, I don't think this is gonna be the last time that we have you here. 
uh, just talking, you know, about everything that's going on here in the city. But uh, just want to appreciate you, you know what I mean, getting on here and keeping the V with us, you know what I mean? Thank you. Thank both yeah, of y'all. I appreciate thank you so much. This has been, I mean, another, we've we've had a really good season. And yeah. it's like staying in that lane. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing the good energy up here and... I I hope that like every episode folks are listening to they they're feeling good about you know the direction of the city and what we can be yeah yeah if people want to like follow like that, you that rolls crazy. or like uh like find out more about the Citadel how the uh, it's the Citadel six one four on Instagram and also Facebook um that's uh regular the but C I T A D E L six one four um also just person I'm Black Sun Eternal everything. That's my company. People don't know that, but I'm Black, I'm Black Sun LLC too. Um, but yeah, Black Sun Eternal on Instagram, but the Citadel 614 is who I am, where I'm at, and where you can find us. Stay tuned. We're about to do a lot more. We've done a little bit, but we've only just set the foundation for what's to come. We're excited to just do more. Salute the king. Thank you. Shout out Chad Bozeman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Columbus Can't Wait, y'all. And before we go, we want to acknowledge that we are on the traditional territory of hundreds of different indigenous tribes and nations, including the Hopewell, Adena, Miamia, Shawanwaki, Shawnee, and Kaskaskia. Indigenous people are still here, and we want to acknowledge that we are on their land and recording this podcast. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>